0: Hunters, and welcome to Winning Post Preview Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, December 31. New Year special, New Year, same old us. John Barker from Winning Post, joined by Joel Marshall and Dan Nuttall. Well, Dan, the uh, Queensland, we, we continue to uh, head towards the climax of the Queensland Summer Carnival, which is, uh, of course, Magic Millions Day in two weeks' time. Uh, what intrigues me is uh, the Daboo, the $500,000 race for first starters. I see we had an updated order of entry today. Uh, it's sort of, uh, is there a bit of a unintended consequences going on there? Uh must be hard, for example, if you uh, train in Victoria, where this trial is once in a blue moon. Um, to uh, to get to get a game, uh, how are they organising all that?
1: Yeah, well, you're right. It's it's a race like we've never really seen before. Base, uh, you know, going off. Uh,
0: you have to win a metropolitan jump out, I think. Um, oh, so jump, jump jump outs are okay, are they? It no, have, just have...
2: Official official trial. It's got to be. So trial. It's, yeah, so it's left the Victorians. They've basically got no hope because we don't have any official trials. Yeah. So. I think awesome. you, you've seen a, a. There's been a handful of Victorian horses go up to Sydney to obviously here at Marsbury Stable up there, but uh, I know Matt Laurie's taken a couple to Sydney to trial. I'm not sure if they were Magic Millions horses or not, but um,
1: yeah, it's certainly an intriguing aspect considering the prize money at stake—five um, hundred thousand or something like that. But yeah, look, I thought, read today. What, uh, on Amara and Eustace's horse uh, Steel City's got to start based on winning a, a trial in, in good time. So yeah, interesting. It'll be interesting in the final field in a couple of weeks. Um, but look, this weekend, as you said, the, the carnival rolls on, and a smallish field of Doom in the flavour of the day. But um, look, in those stakes races, it doesn't like any competition. So it should be a good day's racing there, and um, obviously uh, the odd stakes race in Sydney and in Victoria on New Year's Day as well.
0: We will get to all that very shortly. Joel, uh, you wouldn't have said over recent decades that New Zealand's exactly known for uh, elite sprinters, but uh, 2022 has seen rock and horse star on this side of the Tasman. And on Sunday, uh, there is a very high quality uh, Group 1 sprint to kick off 2023 in new zealand albeit I, I guess a couple of the runners are possibly at their best over slightly further but the railway is an intriguing race
2: yeah indeed bucks and plenty of uh australian interest obviously you mentioned and horse one uh, has, has sort of been a star in melbourne this year with a couple of group ones but just behind her has been levante fourth in both the new market and the champion sprint and she'll head the Market for the railway there on Saturday, not at Ellerslie, that uh, track undergoing renovations, but um, it's a Tarapa, so therefore it's running run left handed. So it's a bit of a different race than usual, but um, yeah, set weights and penalties race. Levante up the top of the weights with Just a canter, a horse who uh, we know was formerly a Kiwi and then came over here to uh, join Pat Payne and, and was able to win during the 2021 Spring Carnival. Dean Yendall's got the call up, so he's gone over to take the ride on him, and I guess a couple of the other major players that we know, Dragon Leap, uh, competitive in the Melbourne Spring Imperatures we haven't seen in Australia yet, but she's a pretty elite, the Tiaka mare. she's won two Group 1s, two Group 2s, two Group 3s in her short career today. There's a couple of others that have done their race, some racing in Australia, Let's Be Glam on a Blue Diamond Prelude, and... Um, yeah, there's a couple of other nice horses in the race. So it's a really intriguing clash, but Levante is going to be a warm favourite. And, well, yeah, deservedly so on what she's been able to do in two feature Australian sprints.
0: All righty. Well, let's start on this side of the Tasman. And in Brisbane, uh, they are racing at Durban on Saturday. And there's three black-type races. First of them is race six, the Magic Millions Vaux Rogue Plate, 1,350 metres Set weights for three-year-olds at Group Three level. Dan, what did you like here? In fact, I think your best of the day comes up in this one.
1: Sure is, and uh, he's a horse that's had quite a bit of support already since markets opened. It's the four count to beans, three fifty into about two fifty. Now, um, look, still willing to bet up at that price. I think he's a, a really, uh, a really talented and progressive horse. Get to win at race his campaign in four starts, but look, arguably should have won at doombin two back and then 1200 meters stay at the track and trip last start um well back on the turn rush tone just missed Lu- lubrication who was a fair bit away of him on the turn so like the way he's going without winning i think the uh the rise of 1350 meters here looks ideal and gets the services of james mcdonald from barrier one so count to beans my best bets i think will be hard to beat in the Vaux rogue in for second i got the sixth stroll Last start winner, uh, this filly will settle forward. She, uh, of course, beat lowered the colours of the previously unbeaten Chinny Boom. I think that's a decent form for this. She's building up a nice record, already six starts, three wins and two thirds. In for third, I've got the 8 Ponka, uh, an American Farrow filly based out of the Freedman Stable in Hawkesbury. Look, she's um, been racing well at the provincial circuit in New South Wales. And in for fourth, I have the two fashion legend. Well, number six, four, eight, sorry, four, six, eight, and two.
0: Uh, race seven, not technically a black type race, but it is a feature worth three hundred thousand at Doombin on Saturday. It's the Magic Millions, the buffering, also over thirteen fifty metres at set weights and penalties for the open age horses, obviously. Dan,
1: yeah, I think uh, James Cummins and Godolphin hold a good hand here with the sorry, the eight on top, Brigantine. He was off a, a long spell. Prior to resuming this preparation, he caused one impressively first up. Two runs since in the Silver Eagle and a listed race at Randwick have been uh, very good thirds. I think he was well placed in this or that form. Um, and he's the one to beat. So the eight on top, the stable mate in for second is the five, Zathus. Uh, got a little bit further back than he had been in this preparation in the Falvalon last weekend. Uh, but was doing his best work late, just missing the placings there. Clearly going well this, this time in with two wins from five starts. Uh, Robamos in the third. I think this horse is going quite well. He's got form around You Called It, who is in this race as well. And You Called it. It's obviously won three, his past three starts. So I've got those two numbers in for third and fourth. But I think Godolphin have a good hand. One of the eights or the five will be winning
0: on top of the four and ten. And race eight at Doombin on Saturday, Magic Millions Nudgy Stakes. 1,200 metre listed event. Set weights and penalties for fillies and mares.
1: Been with Juan Diva a couple of times as prep, and look pretty unlucky not to win um, two back on the Gold Coast, but showed a chance last start in the Just Now Stakes at Eagle Farm. Um, just no match for the informed better get set, who's been a bit of a winning machine this preparation course she gave that horse five kilos as well so with the big weight of 59 that day she was quite good for second i think um she gets now yeah, with that run under her belt here fourth up ticks a lot of boxes as one diva and she's on top for me is the two najmati and next the four um pretty frustrating man from i guess a maybe a punting perspective um look she's clearly good enough to win a race like this but um, just hasn't really shown it yet, this preparation. She did a bit wrong last start. She was keen in the run. She was out wide, slow to stride, But she did win when coming to Queensland's last preparation. Be, that was at Eagle Farm. I think her best is good enough. And I'm going to give her one more chance to run well. So the four and next. Kiku in the third is suited the fact that she's up against her own sex here. There was another race on the card. I thought she was, um, I guess, better suited at sort of the longer trip. But she has been scratched for that for this and, look, she got a very good first-up record. And a, a win first-up last preparation was outstanding in the Theo Marks against the boys. So she can run a race fresh, uh, but perhaps will be a, a little bit better over a bit further than this. And in for fourth, over three, sneaky five, held off shooting for gold last start. Uh, she's got a very good record. It just need, will need some luck from the draw. Two four one three.
0: Uh, We heard that your best for the Doombin program is race six, number four, Count De Beans. And uh, conveniently enough, we've been through the first three legs of the quaddies. Your your value bet comes up in the last leg. That is uh, race nine. And I'm talking about number 15, Glitter Strip.
1: Yeah, she's a good horse, this mare. She's had a trial leading into this. Wasn't asked to do much, but I thought it was a a good bit of work. Um, First up record, she is does a horse that can sprint well fresh. Most of her best form has come on wet tracks, but look, cause she has run well on dry tracks as well. I think she's got a bit of class about her, and um, down on the minimum of 52 kilos here, I think well-weighted in a class six. So um, glitter strip in the last, I think, uh, is worth an each-way play. Race nine, number 15.
0: Joel, what did uh, you make of this Doombin card? Uh, yeah, I've
1: come up with
2: a couple. I'll make... Uh, Renouf, my value bet, race four, number seven, didn't have much luck at all first up, should have gone close to winning, um, small field and just couldn't get clear, uh, there's a couple of handy runs in this, but I think she's worth a bet each way, and my best, um, with Daniel, on with Brigantine, I think he'll win the buffering, it's not a bad race, you called it, you couldn't possibly knock the way he's going, he bolted in last start and A couple of others have chances, but I think Brigantine will be too good. He just uh, needed that run in the razor sharp off a bit of a let-up, and he should be cherry ripe for Saturday.
0: Alrighty. The Valley is the venue for Melbourne Racing on Saturday. Joel, tell us about your specials.
2: Yeah, tricky, tricky program. Um, My best is set... Quite good odds, around eight dollars. Race four, number eight, Fighting Arrow. I thought he did a good job at Werribee last time out. He was third up to two thousand meters, cornered last, had a bit of trouble getting to the outside and getting around the heels of another runner. And then when he did build into uh, his stride, he really finished off strongly the last hundred meters. Couldn't pick up the winner, uh, Adonis Kick, who was very well weighted, in, uh, very well rated in front. And yeah, I thought Fighting Arrow was very good from the back. He won fourth up last prep. He was third to the Cunning Fox in the St. Ledger trial, and then the uh, St. Ledger, the 2800, was a bit far, but he's had the run at 2,000 now, and I think he'd be pretty hard to beat. And my best value um, is, at race three, number 15, Dr. Colin. He is huge odds. Uh, He finished 10th at Cranbourne last start. That was his third run over from New Zealand. He was to 2,600 quite quickly. Now, he got beat nine lengths by Minor Legacy. He's going to start favorite in this race he's around 380 and this bloke's about 80 to 1 he just got shuffled back through the field at the wrong point that it just wasn't uh, it just didn't pan <coughs> out for him you know a one pace stay getting held up and dragged back through the field and then came to the outside and he was just too far back to get it into the finish but uh, he'll stay all day this bloke by zed and yeah I, I just reckon just because one's three dollar favorite and this one's 80 to one i don't think there should be too big a gap even though it says beaten nine lengths. The race just didn't pan out for him, so I'll be having something
1: each way on him. My best comes up in the last, and with the three extreme step, um, impressive winner at the Valley First Up. She had a nice run there from a good draw, and and pretty soft win on the line. She's now won three of five at twelve hundred meters. She maps for a similar run here, and I think she's a, a quite aggressive mare. So with her to go back to back and get the chocolates in the last race nine number three value comes up in race seven with the on pacer drawn uh, the inside gate barrier one in elite icon uh, pretty speedy gelding he's has it had the most uh, the best of luck i guess his preparation he was solid first up on a heavy track i don't think that's his go uh, back on a good track last start just um a little bit plain of the eye but again not a whole heap Went right. He loves the track. He loves the distance and it gets a, an inside draw here. So a lead icon might be hard to run down. Race 7, number 1.
0: And my best of the value was race 6, number 10, Kettle Hill. Also still in, in Sydney at the moment, but uh, hard to miss. The Australian, debut looks suited here. Second up, uh, Devil's Fiddle uh, up against Dan's best was my value bet. Race 9, number 11. Good winner over the track and trip last start. Does need to step up from a class one, but uh, has only had the four starts. Uh, plenty of improvement in him and is uh, currently $11 and $3. So something each way there. Uh, Randwick, we are back to for Sydney Saturday Racing. Joel, and there's one you're pretty keen on in the seventh.
2: Yeah, sticking with Tony B. Uh, he was my best bet a couple of weeks ago and just went down, or is my value bet. Um, he just got a little bit too far back and spent the, sort of the first half of the straight trying to get to the outside and wind up, and then his last furlong was excellent. He just missed picking up Global Osbred. Comes back from an 88 to 78. Rises 5.5 kilos, so it's a bit of a steep climb uh, in, in weight, and that would be the question mark. But uh, he looks ready to win, and he's come up pretty decent odds, I suppose. That's because Matron Bullwinkle is in the field. And she's still in a Flemington, uh, sorry, at the Valley. So, um, yeah, I think just wait until she comes out of the market or, or if she stays in, just if you know either way, otherwise you're going to cop deductions. But he's my best Tony B, and my value is in the last. horse on the backup from last week, number eight, show some show some decorum. Uh, I was with him last week, and he ran pretty rally. So I just didn't quick and early in the straight in a bit of traffic, but then he finished off strongly. The winner, Calino, was quite dominant, but... He held second quite comfortably. Shouldn't find this any tougher. He's just going to need a little bit of luck from a tricky gate, but there's a bit of a tail to this race, and just keep looking at that run. Five runs back over 1,400, where he finished second at Sandown. The winner was Old Flame. Third was Uncle Bryn. That's the right form for this race. If he can uh, run up to that, or even just last week's
1: run, he should take some beating. My best comes up in the Maroubra Mile, which is race six on the card, and with the three steely, very honest horse, um, very good in defeat last start, beating all bar the smart nuggets, who as we've seen come out and win on at Boxing Day in Melbourne. We go forward from that good draw, Steely, and um, be in this for a long way, and you know, grab a deserved win this preparation. He's been close with their reward, so race six, number three, the best value comes up in the last, and with the nine, two big Fari, who I think maps well from a good draw here, he'll be up on the pace, getting every chance. He's been freshened up since uh, running well in the little dance on Melbourne Cup Day at Randwick. He ran fifth there. And sort of leading into that, he was running well in some some pretty decent races without winning. So, again, it's been, I guess the query is, it's been a long time since his last win, but uh, the freshened up I like and and obviously down in class for this from a good draw. So, two big fire I think can run a race at each way odds in the last race 10, number nine.
0: Racing on the main track at Morfordville in Adelaide on Saturday. Dan, what have you got for us there?
1: I'm with the dissident mayor in race eight, and that is by the name of Disagreeable Miss. Very consistent mayor. She's been getting sort of well back in her races at her past two, but she's running on really well. Hopefully from a, a better draw this time around, she can settle closer like she was sort of earlier in the campaign. Uh, certainly was a best run at the prep last time out at Gawler ran on strongly from last in a race the leader that uh, went all the way so ran on to third there and he finds a nice race here it's some um, nice weight relief as well for the claim for Campbell ruler so disagreeable, disagreeable. miss the best race eight number five the value is in race five I'm with the three exalted Maxine now it comes out of a Port Lincoln race last start but that was a Pretty decent race. Spanish heirloom, of course. City performed, uh, won quite convincingly there. But she beat all that by that horse there. She was running on it in the line nicely. Thought her best work was sort of that last two hundred meters. And um, yeah, just a consistent mare. This one, who's going well. This preparation, albeit in sort of uh, I guess you could say weaker races, but um, I didn't mind. I don't think the I think the form of that last start Port Lincoln race will turn out to be quite good. So exalted Maxine at. Big odds
0: in race five, number three. Uh, Joel, you've done a set of tips for uh, Moorfordville. Uh, you want to tell us about your specials?
2: Yes, indeed. I've chimed into do SA this week. Uh, my value bet is in race four, number seven, pointless praise. He's come at the $51 rank outsider in the eight-horse field. Um, Debrou I didn't think was too bad, over 1,200. He was spec'd there, 15 into 10. I was never going to win, but the last 100 metres was quite good. I don't think there's a stack of quality in this race, to be honest. And um, if he's got a... He just looks to have, you know, sort of that more room for improvement than a few of these. He does get quickly the 1,600 second up. But, uh, yeah, I thought he'd go up about 15 to 1, not 50 to 1. So happy to play him each way. A uh, small something. And my best is race seven, uh, number five, Wheels. Uh, this lightly raced order of shocking. Out of a Zabil mare, so you'd think she's going to stay... Form tapered off a little bit in Queensland late last prep when when with David Van Dyke really encouraging debut for the McDonald Gluish yard should have been in the finish uh, held up in the straight badly finished sixth of eleventh at thirty to one but uh, should clearly have finished in the placings and the market hasn't missed her I think she's already shortened up um, from single figures so she is I think going the right direction now that she's in the new stable and just needs to build on that fresh run. Uh, to be pretty hard to beat.
0: All righty. Uh, the WA Racing on Saturday is at Pinjarra. We'll uh, have a look at Perth Cup on Sunday. We won't worry about Pinjarra, though. Instead, we'll head across the Tasman, where earlier in the day, Joel, there's only the one meeting, and that's at Hastings.
2: Yeah, just the one meeting on Saturday. There's a few maidens on the card. My best comes up in one of those maidens, and it's race six, number four, Andalus. He's... Been a bit disappointing this prep, certainly to my eye. I was with him through his two year old season and they didn't you know, they didn't shy away from the tough contest. He was group two placed fourth in a group one. Wasn't able to break through, but was racing against top company. And this time in he's been unplaced all three runs this season. Again in three year old handicap races, so he's been meeting pretty decent company. They've given him a bit of refreshing. He trialed quite well recently. He's back to a maiden it's Look, he's only a new season three-year-old, so it's a bit hard to say D-Day. But I think if he's going to sort of get back to a good level, he's going to need to put these away on Saturday. So I'll uh, be stepping into him. And my value bet is in another maiden. Now, this one's a bit of a throw at the stumps. Race 8, number 9, Delphine. The debut was in a pretty tough maiden and then was given a bit of a fresh and won a trial quite well. And then next time out, again faded out What like she did on debut. pressed forward and... And faded out, but struck a very heavy track there at Rotorua. Uh, should be a firmer track on Saturday. It looks a weaker maiden, step up in distance. I hope they ride her a bit more patiently from the wide gate. I think she's got more ability more ability than she showed today. Um, yeah, hard to have on her two runs, but I think there's more there. So a bit of a throw at the stumps with her on a tricky
0: program. Alrighty, Sunday is New Year's Day, and there is black type in Melbourne, Sydney, and Perth. We'll start in Melbourne, where Flemington, as always, is the New Year's Day venue. And the first of the features is race six. It is the Chester Manifold Stakes 1400 metre listed handicap. Joel.
2: On yeah, with uh, the import here, number one, subconscious uh, for the same connections that won this race a couple of years ago with Lighthouse, uh, who'd been seen in Australia a few times, was building a picket fence into this race. This bloke tackles it first up and with a fair bit more weight, 60 kilos, but he's been grade one placed in the US, so he brings a pretty good profile. I just liked what I've seen from his last couple of jump outs, so he looks to be going well, and I reckon he can run a race fresh. Obviously, the market could be key. His stablemate, Peldoro D'Oro, is up and going, and... Drops nicely in weight and gets Jamie Carr. So he's probably going to be more fancy by the market and will take beating. Uh, in for third, I have number four, looks like Elvis, consistent performer, uh, will be fitted for that first up run at Pakenham. And in for fourth, corner pocket, looks ready to peak third
1: up. One on top from eight, four and three. The six on top, Nicolini Vito, a horse you'd love to own. is uh, one seven from 21 and including most recently his last start, he covered the ground in the run there, it was too strong for them late, <clears throat> really likes Flemington and um, deserves a, a black type race on his CV and I think today is the day he can do it, so the six on top for me were the one in next subconscious or stablemate Lighthouse won this race, raced in the uh, same interest also probably will get a little bit better over further but that's had two jump outs and um, one has won, won those, so Really going quite well and has to be respected first up in Australia. Eight pal duro in next. Um, obviously going well, winning uh, his two starts, his preparation. And in for fourth, I've got corner pocket as well. There are plenty of fans. He too's a consistent horse and a horse that knows how to win. Um, fitter for two runs back from a spell. Six, one, eight and three.
0: The other black type race at Flemington on Sunday is race seven, the time-honoured Baggett Handicap, 2,800-metre listed race. And Joel, you've got uh, a good old-fashioned roughie for us here.
1: Yeah, indeed.
2: I've chucked her on top too, number 11, Winnifer. Um, had something on her at Flemington the other day. I thought she was ready to win one of those Mini Valley night races. She got scratched a couple of times. And Nick Ryan, uh, when speaking just before the Baggett, did mention that she had a bit of a setback I um, not before the bag, but before her last run at Flemington. And she sat back last. There wasn't a lot of tempo in the race. She had to sustain a long run out wide. She got into third and then just peaked on her run in the last 200 metres. Now, she was a long way off percent. so she's going to need to improve a lot to turn the tables on him and a, a couple of the others out of that race, like Noble Heights and, and the like. But I reckon there's a fair bit of improvement in her. She only had a fair record in Perth, but just like the way she was ticking along, she's in a good stable and yeah, I reckon she's worth a couple of dollars each way I've got Regal line in for second I think he's the one to beat Just brings that different form line Ticking over nicely in Sydney Last couple of runs, very good on dry ground Gets Jamie Carr aboard Persan, going to be hard to beat uh, Rock-solid performer Loves Flemington, can carry the weight So no real knock on him And nine protection money we have got in for fourth Has been up a while But um, on the run, two runs back when chasing home Melbourne Cup fancy, White Marlin. He's got to have a case 11 for me from 3,
1: 1 and 9. With the 1 per on top, uh, really deserved that last start win. At Flemington, it was over 2,600 metres, but well rated in front and, and <clears throat> pretty uh, comfortable margin victory in the end. So, obviously, we know he's run well in a Melbourne Cup over 2 miles. don't so think the 2,800 metres will be an issue likely leader again and i think he'll take quite a bit of running down so one on top with a two in next sound hasn't had a heat go right this prep um wide in the pack cup we last start the the slow tempo um caught him out there so it wasn't able to really make much of an impression but uh, that was two back at at, sorry at caulfield and it was well beaten but i thought the race just didn't pan out for him It's a clear second pick for me. Noble Heights in for third. Um, Tried hard when chasing person last start. Need to approve to turn the tables there. i got the consistent Vegas Knight in for fourth. One, two, six and seven.
0: Joel, your specials come up earlier on the program at Flemington.
2: Yeah, my value bets are a bit disappointing. It's about $3.30 now, I think. Uh, Pappy on club, race two, number nine. But uh, like this filly, she trialled. Well, before the debut, and bumped into River Ribble and then had a bit of a break, returned and won uh, by space at Geelong. It was a very impressive win. There was a little bit of depth to that race, too, I think. Uh, Craig Williams stays aboard. This is obviously a bit tougher, but I think it's a logical step up coming to town for a three year old race. And yeah, the market certainly hasn't missed her, but I think she'll be tough to beat. And my best, pretty keen on Road to Arataki, race three, number four. I was with her at Sandown the other day. And she went out of picture. She was that far back and that wide, but she stormed to the line for third behind Life Lessons, which is good form. Prior to that, she also hit the line hard at Mooney Valley. Jamie Carr on board. So obviously the price is a lot shorter, but I think she'll be very
1: hard to hold out. My best comes up in the bag. I'm with Persan, the one, race seven, number one. And the value uh, in race four, with the Lindsay Smith trained, stripped back, uh, Tested a race at Warnable first up And uh, thought he was outstanding winning that day Showed a really Good turn of foot, charged over the top of them And recorded the last last 400 200 metres of the program Uh, Deserves his go at um, In town now Certainly good enough to to be competitive In a race like this And 1100 metres Suits nicely, he's one for one of the trip So, and of course second up He won second up last time in beating a pretty handy horse In Sonari, so Stripped back, will have to improve on what he did, but I think he can, and it looks a promising horse. Race four, number four.
0: There is also a black type race at Canterbury on New Year's Day, and it is race six, Kia Canterbury Sprint, listed quality. Joel, it's over 1,200. Yeah, and the highlight
2: of this race is uh, the Kieran Moore and David Eustace trained mare. I am Me. She's taken all before her. This prep three from three uh, is running time. Uh, the ratings uh, strong, and she looks every bit a stakes class horse. So she gets to uh, confirm that here. They've uh, made her going to make her work for it. She's got gate ten of ten, but she's come up odds on dollar seventy five, and I think that's about right. She should be very hard to beat. I thought Rangers was the Quinella horse fitter for one run back. He's won a couple of times, second up. Uh, in for third Number seven Snippy Fox Talented mare Probably better on wet ground But she can run well And in for fourth I've got number two Vangelic uh, Quality mare Didn't show that last prep But if she can find her best She can press forward And take a bit of catching
1: But to three Hard to beat From one Seven and two Similar numbers I'm with the three as well On top I am me It's hard to go past her She's um, Been really impressive at This preparation And her three wins Going through the grades um, awesome. Bad at stakes level last preparation, but I think in better form this time around, why draw thinks she'll be going forward and will be the one to catch. I've got Stippy Fox in for second. It's sprint well fresh, but we're solid on a good track when first up last time in in a listed race. Very consistent mare. Rangers in next. Um, can improve second, off, second up with a softer run in transit and in for fourth, I have the four southern lad. Three, seven, one and four.
0: And once again, Joel, your specials come up fairly early on the program at Canterbury.
1: Yeah, my value bets
2: in race three, I'll probably be boxing a few up in exotics here, but I've gone with number three, Chili Jam, who still hasn't got a rider and's come up with another wide gate, so could well be scratched, which would be the third time I think in the last 10 to 12 days. But her first up run was a crapper at this track, and then sat wide back at the Provincials last time out, didn't have much luck. Uh, if she doesn't run around, then I'd promote Chilli as my value bet number four. And number two, Caring Lass has been trialling well also, so working around numbers two, three, and four, but at this stage, Chilli Jam on top, and my best bet well, this horse is trying to make it four from four. Race four, number one, Willinger free Freefall, trialled really well in New Zealand, caught the eye of Australian bloodstock, has been taken along very patiently by Chris Lees at the country tracks, just building confidence, three from three, now comes to town for the right sort of midweek race. Uh, it's got a Hefty, a hefty weight 62 kilos does come back to 60 with the claim for dylan gibbons
1: but i think is more than capable of winning again my best comes up in race three with the im invincible philly minchetta really like the first up run at warwick farm she got too far out of her ground there but was uh working home nicely into third it's a little bit closer this time around and that run under her belt second up i think she'll be harder to beat now so Race three fifteen, the best with the eleven in race five as my value. A thousand years, I think going along okay. This preparation, she has look on the based on the form guide fifth eight and six in her three runs, but didn't have much luck last start. Back in grade for this and um, strips fit here fourth up. So a thousand years, I think can um, can get the job done in in race five number eleven.
0: As Scott is the venue for WA Racing on New Year's Day, as it always is. It is, of course, Perth Cup Day. Perhaps uh, an even more intriguing clash, though, would be race 6, the Mrs. Max Latrice Classic for fillies and mares over 1,800 metres sees the clash between the Velvet Queen and Alcefina. And our man Our Perth man, Greg Hooper, is with the Velvet Queen. In fact, his best of the day. Number seven to beat three, Alsafina. Eight, Gunmetal Gray and one, Jadavi. Race seven at Ascot is the Furfy Summer Scorcher. Listed race over 1,000 metres. Hoops likes six. How's the Serenity to beat four, Akramantula. Two, Indian Pacific and three, Will Chino. And the cup, it's over 2,400 metres these days, the Tab Touch Perth Cup. Uh, it is worth $500,000. is at Group 2 level. And that sees Hoops' uh, value bet for the day. And that is number 10, Nerf Bosk. Uh, he's going forward to beat 3, Alaskan God 15. Last week's ATA, Cup, uh, ATA Stakes winners, truly inspired. And for fourth, number 2, Buster Bash. 10, 3, 15 and 2. As we mentioned earlier, Joel... Uh, Earlier in the day, across the Tasman, they are racing not at Ellsley as they usually are on New Year's Day, but at Tarapa, and there's a cracking race in the railway. So, uh, talk us through your preview for Tarapa. Yeah, it's a
2: really good meeting, obviously highlighted by the railway as you mentioned, bikes, but plenty of other black type action on the program in the railway. I've gone to Levante, hard to go past her. Uh, she will be favourite, and I think she is the one to beat. I've got Imperatriz in for second. Uh, she's been trialling up really well in preparation for this. And then I've thrown a couple that are going to be good odds in for third and fourth. Obviously, Dragon Leap's got to be considered. Um, but uh, Johnny Johnny, number four, and 10, Malt Time. They're both talented horses. They're going to be double figures, and uh, they might be able to spice up exotics. My best for the card, I've gone in the two-year-old race, and I've gone against Opie Boson who would have had the pick of the Tiago horses. He's sticking with number one, Trebriand, who would no doubt will be favourite. But I'm with number two, Balance of Power. This El Or two-year-old has taken my, so far to date, he trialled well and he finished a good third on debut at this track. 1,000 metres was just too sharp. And then next time out, struck a very wet track, couldn't quite pick up the winner but kept finding the line well, was racing a bit greenly. Blinkers go on, 1,200 suits, Burma track suits. So I reckon he'll stand up and uh, show us what he's made of on Saturday. And I've made my value bet in the... Queen Elizabeth II Cup Race 8, formerly the City of Auckland Cup, and amid the eight-year-old just amazed to turn back the clock, he spent a fair chunk of time on the sidelines prior to returning uh, last month, and he said three runs back, and the, the scorecard doesn't read well, 8-0-9, but uh, there was first, his first couple of runs weren't that bad over shorter trip. Stepped up to the, this trip in the Waikato Cup last start and just struck a heavy track, and that's not his go. He's, much more effective on dry ground, which he should get Saturday. He drops a couple of kilos, he gets a good gait, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if he could find some of his old form.
0: Rightio. Well, that uh, wraps up a big New Year special as far as the previews go. leaves us only to give you our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Lazy lobsters. lazy, lobsters. lazy lobsters. Well. uh, Not much in the way of Christmas presents for the punters last week, although Joel is excused. Rick's cafe scratched. Let's see if we can end the year and or start the year on a winning note. Uh, I'm looking to end the year on a winning note, and I'm going to go for the one at the Valley on Saturday that Joel reckons is probably too short, and that's race three, number three, minor legacy, Joel
2: i look to start the new year
1: with a bang. Flemington, race three, number four, rope to Arataki. Go to Doombin for mine on the Saturday. Race six, Count the Beans.
0: Excellent. All right. Well, uh, that leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post. If you haven't already, it is online as we speak to you in the shops first thing Friday morning with all the form for Friday, New Year's Eve, Saturday, and New Year's Day. Sunday, all your great, uh, all your favourite features and plenty of other great reading besides. Uh, So have a great new year, everybody. Back plenty of winners, and we'll talk to you next week on The Preview Podcast.